0: Hi, this is Joe Feeks,
1: editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Carissa Odland. She is a veterinarian at Pipestone Veterinary Services in Pipestone, Minnesota. Thank you for being with us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: There are a lot of changes going on in the world of animal health, but particularly with the Veterinary Feed Directive, what sort of changes are you seeing in your practice?
0: Well, so there's two main things, right? The VFDs impact our feed medication, but then uh, we've also had some changes on the the water medication side as well. So, um, I mean, just really at the farm level, it's, I think, stimulated us to have more conversations with our producers just to try to (laughs) make sure that they um, you know, understand what we're prescribing. And uh, it's also obviously changed things on the logistics side, just making sure that we have the right documentation at our vet clinic and on the farm. So lots of changes.
1: With antibiotics, there was a time when producers, if they felt or saw some changeable weather coming on, they could simply call their feed mill and ask them to change the antibiotic in the feed, but they can't do that anymore. Um, is, is that a good thing, or might we see more uh, enteric or respiratory disease a- as a result of that?
0: I would say, so the changes occurred um, on January 1st, 2017, and I, I would say even before that, at least you know all the veterinarians that I know of, we were still very involved in those decision-making processes. So the producers would still talk to their veterinarians, The biggest change now is just that there's more documentation, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, veterinarians and the producers have the opportunity to maybe work a little bit more closely to make sure that we are using the right rates, um, putting it in at the correct time, different things Mm -hmm. like that. So I wouldn't say that I've seen any major changes, I guess, in the disease.
1: Under the VFD, not all antibiotics require a veterinary feed directive. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some that the FDA... Believes are not medically important to humans, and you can still just contact your feed mill directly. Mm-hmm. These are generally used for gut health and so forth. Um, are they still being used as regularly in um, swine health, or have people backed off of those antibiotics as well?
0: No, I wouldn't say that there has been a significant change, uh, at least from my perspective, on the use of those non medically important. Um, you know, if anything, I think that the The FDA, uh, you know, they are encouraging us actually to try to move maybe more towards the non-medically important products, Mm -hmm. uh, assuming obviously that they're going to be effective and that it's for the right reasons and still um, judicious. What's been
1: the biggest challenge with the VFD? You mentioned paperwork, but people get used to that in time. What are some of the big questions that you're still getting from producers or some of the issues you might still be seeing in the field that might border on non-compliance?
0: I think some of the biggest challenges still are just making sure um, that everyone along the or involved in the process knows uh, you know the order of things that need to happen. So just making sure that the producer understands the feed mill does need the VFD before they can get Mm -hmm. the feed, right? So if it's later in the week and they feel like they've talked to the veterinarian and there's a health issue, Um, you can't be waiting until the last minute to be getting the paperwork. Just making sure that everybody in the process um, understands what needs to happen.
1: Has um, response time been an issue because obviously there are additional hurdles that you have to jump over. Uh, You have to get the VFD from the veterinarian, it's got to go to the feed mill and then the producer needs a copy and so forth. You know, it used to be you could get these medications pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Has the industry found a way to work around that, or... Is there a delay of maybe a day or two before you can get those medications that the the pigs need?
0: So I think at least in our region, we really tried to promote that these changes were gonna be happening and we explained that ahead of time, right? So we kind of tried to get out in front of it and say, okay, we really need to be discussing as your veterinarian and the farmers, we need need to be talking about this ahead of time to make sure um, that if you are gonna need medication or if we think we're gonna need medication that we have a plan and we're prepared ahead of time um, so that that doesn't happen.
1: Now, at the Lehman Conference, you chaired a session specifically about managing antibiotics in the VFD era. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you learn?
0: Yeah, so, The session, we talked specifically, I would say, more on antibiotic resistance, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we learned from Dr. Davies on, you know, some of the specific bacteria and the specific genes that they've been finding, Um, and he kind of tried to help us understand the importance of finding those genes Mm -hmm. and that um, it may seem like it is really, really scary, but we need to dig uh, a little bit deeper into the facts and make sure we understand Mm -hmm. what having those genes really means. Um, And then Dr. Amanda Bedoin, she spoke a little bit on um, the One Health Initiative, which is so critical just in terms of um, how the human, animal, and the environment interaction plays a role in you know, myself as a veterinarian, when I'm working with a farmer, the fact that we can impact that whole circle. Um, and then uh, Michelle Sup- Supir, um, she spoke very interesting on actually like manure management mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, just the environmental impact of the antimicrobial resistance. So, very interesting.
1: So, do you feel that the pork industry is on the right track as far as antibiotic management?
0: I do, yes. I think. Um, like Peter Davies said in his presentation, a lot of times we have knowledge before we have the understanding Mm -hmm. of what it really means. And uh, I would say we're still in that phase maybe a little bit. And so uh, we're really collecting a lot of data, which is an important step, Um, but it's gonna take a little bit of time before we understand the true impact of that knowledge or that data.
1: Now, feed medications are valuable. They're still playing a role in a lot of swine health programs, but They're not the only tools you have available. You have injectable antibiotics, you have medications you can run through the water, you have vaccinations. Um, Are are you finding yourself leaning more on those types of products instead of the medicated feed additives?
0: Honestly, I would say uh, we've really been trying to work with the farmers to you know, get more like preventative, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, just really working on our vaccination protocols, making sure that the environment when the pigs arrive in the barn is, you know, as pristine and uh, set up appropriately Mm -hmm. so we can actually get in front of the health challenges, which is what we've always tried to do, but I think now there's even more motivation and even more of a push, you know, just to make sure that um, we're trying to keep the pigs as healthy as possible. And then when we do or if we do need to use either the injectable medications or the water meds, you know, we still obviously use those as a, as a tool as well.
1: Moving forward, where do you see medi- medicated feed additives fitting into the mix? Because as I said, we just talked about these other antibiotics, whereas the, the feed medications are really more population medicine. You're medicating the entire herd mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still feel that there's a place for that?
0: I do, uh, I still think that there is a role that they can serve, um, but I definitely think that we need to be looking at all the other options first mm-hmm. and make sure uh, that we're trying other measures or using some of the other tools in our toolbox um, before we you know, implement a feed medication plan. And then once we do implement a feed medication plan, just make sure that we're uh, you know, constantly reviewing that then with the producer um, and making sure that we uh, are making changes as needed. What about
1: though when, you know the weatherman tells us that we're going to have some wild swings in in the weather. We're going to go from hot sticky days to maybe borderline freezing at night. I mean these are the kinds of conditions that can bring on more stress, more disease and pigs. Um, In those situations is it good to, you know the old expression about an ounce of prevention being a pound of cure, does, does that hold up for the medicated feed additives?
0: I would say in situations like that, I mean having pigs inside. You know, one of the reasons why we did that how many decades ago was because then we could control the environment better. And so just making sure that uh, the producer understands how to control the environment Mm -hmm. and try to keep the pigs as comfortable as possible. should help us be able to reduce the use of those antibiotics in that type of a situation, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know just maybe cl- more closely monitoring and being being able to use like the individual treatments instead of having to treat the whole population.
1: Now I know FDA said that they were going to be uh, pretty nice about this during their first year. They were really putting more emphasis on education, not on handing out fines or penalties or whatever. What are you seeing in the field?
0: Yeah, I don't think they said they were going to be nice about it. I think they said the education part, which is what I have seen, Mm -hmm. is that they definitely are trying to help educate. Now, obviously, everybody interprets the rules a little bit differently, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so we've been... um, learning a lot.
1: And I imagine the feed companies can be a tremendous resource because they're being inspected by FDA all the time where it's perhaps newer for them to knock on a veterinarian's door or producers and say, let let us see your VFD file.
0: Yeah, and well, and actually ahead of time, before January 1st, we actually had two I don't know if you'd call it like a mock you know, visit from the FDA's uh, office. And, and so they were going around to the vet clinics just mm-hmm. trying to, uh, like you said, educate and try mm-hmm. to help us get prepared for those. So we did have uh, you know, a couple visits ahead of time just so we knew what to expect.
1: So you feel good going in?
0: I think as good as we can, yeah. Excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've been talking to Carissa Odland. She is a swine veterinarian at Pipestone Veterinary Services in Pipestone, Minnesota. Again, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.